Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. Too, as Marco said, just how many people have seen this movie? Even if you don't like animated movies, maybe that's not what you're drawn to. I encourage you to, to, to take some time and to watch it. It's got a, just a great storyline. Uh, the animation is, is amazing. And uh, it's got some funny characters, some memorable music within it. Um, so it really is a good one. It's one of those movies, too, that's just going to make you laugh, sometimes cry. Those are a good combination. Uh, so maybe make it a night or a family, a family night together. And I think it's very appropriate as we're um, looking at this movie on Father's Day, because as you'll see and you saw already in the trailer, uh, that the movie is centered around family. And just to give you a little bit more background on the movie, for those of you who haven't seen it, as you saw in the trailer, Miguel is an aspiring young musician, but he is raised in a family of shoemakers. And his great-great-grandfather had actually abandoned his great-great-grandmother back um, when, and he wanted to pursue music to be the greatest musician there was. And that's the, the one you saw in there, the character Ernesto. And doing that. And so, because he had left the family, they had banned it. So, here's this little boy named Miguel that, again, uh, wants to pursue, mu- pursue music, but he's unable to. And the story of this is setting on the eve of, the, of Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. And the family had this anafrenda, and I'm just learning a little bit more about all this, but similar to what's over here, they would have one of these in their homes, and they would have pictures of the deceased, and they get pretty elaborate, as you will see in this clip. Here's another. Don't give me that look. Dia de los Muertos is the one night of the year our ancestors can come visit us. We've put their photos on the ofrenda so their spirits can cross over. That is very important. If we don't put them up, they can't come. We made all this food, set out the things they loved in life, mijo. All this work to bring the family together. I don't want you sneaking off to who knows where. Where are you going? I, I thought we were done. Ay, Dios mio. Being part of this family means being here for this family. I don't want to see you end up like... Like Mama Coco's papa? Never mention that man. He's better off forgotten. But you're the one who... I was just... I was... Papa? Papa is home. Mama. Calmese. Calmese. Papa is coming home. No, Mama. It's okay. I'm here. Who are you? Mama. I'm hard on you because I care, Miguel. Miguel? Miguel? <laughs> so, they, so they had this thing, again, they're a friend of there to remember the family. And it really does. That is, there are different themes within this movie, but one of them is the importance of family. And, and I love that. And then so for the Day of the Dead, for those who live in the land of the dead, for them to, to come back um, into the land of the living they have to be remembered. And so they got to go in front of a, a conductor that sees if they are remembered, if they've had their picture put up um, to, to do that, to come back over. And so here's one more clip from this. 
Welcome back to the land of the dead. Please have all offerings ready for re-entry. Welcome back. Anything to declare? Some churros from my family. How wonderful. If you're experiencing travel issues, agents in the Department of Family Reunions are available to assist you. So that was Hector, who was in the disguise and trying to make his way back, but he wasn't remembered, so he couldn't come over. And just that, that theme that I think is in all of our hearts that we see in the movie, and that is that we all have this longing to be remembered. Uh, another pastor recently introduced me to a book called The Courage to Be by a theologian named Paul Tillich. And in this book... He talks about three deep fears that he would call our existential fears that all of us have. And these three fears that he identifies um, are death, just that fear of is there anything uh, beyond and, and what happens and will we be remembered? Um, guilt, so we, as we go through our lives, he talks about the whole part of just the um, looking back and things that we might regret and we wish we do had done and how that sets in. And then meaninglessness. What was the full meaning um, behind everything? And as I was looking at those and thinking about that, I also had heard a, there's a, a TED talk by this guy who was a, an EMT. And he didn't give his religious background um, with it, but... What he would do is he, is he shared is when he'd show up on an accident and he would see that the people were in a state where they were just beyond help um, and they would ask him, am I going to die? And he would respond to them, no, you're going to be okay. And he thought that by saying that it would just comfort them and as they're just in this, this state of their last moments uh, and they were scared that to say anything else uh, would be too much to, to bear for them. And then he said there was some point for him that his answer to that question changed. And then when he would come across somebody, again, that was there and in that time and saying, I'm going to die, he would, with, with honesty and tenderness, look at them and say, yes, you are going to die. 
in those moments. And he, what he started to realize was a pattern of people's responses when he would do that upon hearing that this, this truly is their last moments. And he said that despite their, their culture or their religious upbringing or, or, or their life experiences, they all had three um, common needs. And these go along with the ones uh, that Paul Tillich that we showed earlier. But the first one was just a need for remembrance. Some of them in that panic um, state that they were in to a paramedic they had never even met before. They just would say, please remember me. And there's something in us that, that feels troubled of that idea of not existing. And again, beyond that, that thought of, will I be forgotten? No one will remember me? As Mark was sharing, uh, this Friday we're going out to Community First. And that's, we did a service project out there. We love that community. It is a ministry partner of the Vine, and it's an incredible place. And it's, it's this 27, I think, acre place. And beyond the affordable housing that they provide, they have medical facility and community gardens and a, a market that is just amazing. And they have a place where they, the guy, folks can do woodworking and art place. But one of the things that stood out to me, maybe one of the most significant features of this community is their memorial garden, is that they have a place that those who pass can be remembered. And they were sharing about this garden that that was one of the biggest fears for someone who's homeless, that they will literally, no one will even know that they died and just be forgotten. And so this theme of remembrance is not only the theme of the movie, but it's also a significant theme throughout the Bible. This idea of God remembering his people. In Genesis chapter 8, God remembered Noah and his family and the waters subsided. In Genesis 19, God remembered Abraham and gave him a son. He remembers Rachel and opens her womb. In Exodus 6, God remembers the Israelites who had been in slavery and he sets them free. In Psalm 98, verse 3, we read these words. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Some of you might be here today and kind of feeling the exact opposite. And maybe if it's not now, maybe there was a season in your life and where you were feeling forgotten by God. You feel abandoned, betrayed. And maybe you're like me at times in my life where I just, when you get to that point, am I forgotten? Just you cry out to God and just saying, God, where are you? I remember a time when I was growing up and is in Colorado. And for those of you who've been to Colorado, the, the skies at night, especially if you're out in the country, it's just absolutely beautiful. And you see shooting stars all the time. I can remember this one evening in our back, we grew up on a ranch and I was out in the back and just by myself, going through a time of struggle, just one of those times like, God, have you forgotten me? And I thought, God, if you haven't forgotten me, just show me a shooting star. And so I'm sitting there in this hammock looking and looking and looking, no shooting star. I'm sure God was up there just going to laugh and like, okay, I'm going to stop this for a second here. Um, and none at all. And it's not that we're reminded of, of that, you know, 
that God hasn't forgotten us through a shooting star. But the question then is, how do we know that we are remembered by God? And the answer is, because Jesus was forgotten. Jesus was abandoned and disowned and betrayed, not only by his friends and his disciples, those closest to him, but by his father. We read in the scripture where Jesus cries out, Father, why have you forsaken me? And this feeling of just forsakenness that had come upon him in that moment. But do you know why he was forgotten? So that we would be remembered. Oh, we don't deserve it. But that's why. And why would Jesus do this? Why would Jesus give up his rightful throne and come from heaven to earth? And the answer is because he loves you. He treasures you. He adores you. And he knew that the only way that God would never write you off was for him to write him off in our place. So you're not forgotten. You will, you will and you will always be remembered by God. And, and I believe that this, this movie also kind of does a good job in teaching us uh, about the importance of us remembering. You see, we, as you know, we live in just a, a fast-paced world that always is demanding our attention and the, the headlines on the news, if you get them on your phone, they're changing all the time. You look in the morning, there's a certain set of headlines. You look at lunchtime, they're all different. And trying to keep up with all that, to remember what's going on. And then you think, well, how do I even look back at my a lifetime of memories and keep those, um, remember them? From this film, though, what we realize is that when we, the importance of remembering, and not just remembering the joys of life, but also the hard parts, the parts that we would rather forget. And, and how can we do it in a way where we can embrace both of those? So watch the movie Coco, the way they did it. Again, there was the, they wanted to push the, the bad part of the great-great-grandfather leaving, kind of push that memory away. And because of it, it affected, right, that that family didn't want to have any music in their family. But then there's the, also, as you would see, he would, the, 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 his grandmother would say, don't do that. But then she'd turn around and go, and we're all about family. So how do you have the two together? Well, in the movie we're seeing, it's through family, it's through community. And it's just for me, it's another reminder that we're not called as Christians to, to go this road alone. That how important it is to gather together. And, and one of the core parts of this church are our small groups. And we have small groups that meet in different homes and people come together and they journey together. They celebrate together. Maybe, maybe it's birthdays, but then they also come around you and they're there for you when you're going through the struggles and the hard times. And as you grow in your faith, and so if you're not part of one of those, just encourage you to do that. Because what we are as a church is we want to be a church that is following Jesus together. And that's what that is all about. And the Bible teaches us that when we are to, for remembrance, that it's, it's a good thing. And it is good to remember the, the struggles and the things that bring us joy. Because we learn and we grow from both of them. There's an amazing story in the Bible uh, that comes from one of my favorite books, and it comes from the book of Joshua. And the people of Israel, it's at that point where they're about to cross in to the promised land, so they're about to cross the, the Jordan River. 
They had endured 40 long years in the wilderness. And sure, there were joys along the way, but you just can only begin to imagine how the hard times, the doubting and the, just, the, the, just the long journey that it was and what that must have taken out on them. And then here, they were told this promised land, they, they finally see it. It's right over there. It's right across the Jordan. They can't wait to get there. And then God does something surprising. He leads them back to remember. Let's look at this here. Joshua chapter 4, it's, it'll be on the screens or you can follow along in your Bible. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, to choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, to carry them with, over with you and put them down in a place you are to stay the night. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord, your God, and into the middle of the Jordan River. And each of you is to take a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan River was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial of the people of Israel. Now just think about that. Again, this great joy is right in front of them and God's saying, but I want you to remember. And he actually has them go back into the river and back into the mud, and back into the muck of it, back into the memory and sense of the hard times. And he tells them to remember. Why didn't he just forget all that? Hey, the good stuff's waiting ahead of us. Why not do that? He's telling them to remember. He wants them to remember his faithfulness. He wants them to remember his provision during that time and his mighty acts in their lives. And also because what I found to be true is that in our hard times, we grow in our faith in ways that we could never grow in the good times. So God is saying to the Israelites, I want you to remember those times and I also want you to remember me. I wanna refer back to that TED talk, again, that EMT gave. And the second common need that was up there is the, the need for meaning, that our life made a difference. And, and that, that is just something that we, we all long for. As we're here uh, on Father's Day and just speaking on behalf of the dads, and else, we, that's what I long for, is that my life makes a difference. And, 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 and how does that flesh out? And then the last one under there is the need for forgiveness. Um, maybe of a deep regret. Again, what he found was these people in the moments of when life was just about to end for them, of just, I wish I had done more with my family. I wish I had done less of what didn't matter. I wish I would have asked for forgiveness from so-and-so. I wish I would have forgiven people. Friends, forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel. 
Jesus says, this is my blood. We're, we're about to come to the table. He says, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. God has forgiven you. And even as you walk through the, the past and, and the, the muddy and, and those hard times, and you look back at it, you need to do so to, to remember that you are forgiven. And, and God calls us not only that, but in doing so to forgive other people. And that's the hard work, isn't it? When we're reminded that of, you know, who are we being called to forgiven? But as Christians, as forgiven people, that's what God calls us to do. So one of my questions I want you to, to reflect on today is how will you live differently knowing that God remembers you? How will you live differently knowing that God remembers you? And the other question that I want us to spend just some time in is what will those in your life remember you for? For many, it's, it's our accomplishments, right? Whether it's in sports or academics or in work. We want to remember for what we have done. And oftentimes, we'll stop at nothing to maybe accomplish that. And I want you to see another clip here in our film. And um, Ernesto de la Cruz wanted to be the greatest musician in the world. And let's see how he wouldn't stop at anything to get there. You poisoned me. You're confusing movies with reality, Hector. All this time, I thought it was just bad luck. I never thought that you might have. That you... How could you? Security! Security! You took everything away from me! You rats! Have him taken care of. He, he's not well. I just wanted to go back home! No! I apologize. Where were we? You were going to give me your blessing. Yes. Uh, see. Si. Miguel, uh, my reputation, it is <laughs> very important to me. I would hate to have you think... That you murdered Hector for his songs? <laughs> you don't think that. Do you? I... Uh, no, everyone knows you're the, the good guy. Papa Ernesto, my blessing. Security! Take care of Miguel, he'll be extending his stay. What? But I'm your family! And Hector was my best friend. Success doesn't come for free, Miguel. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to seize your moment. I know you understand. No! No! Hmm. So he finds out at that point that he'll do anything, right, to, again, to be the greatest musician in the world. Um, even if it's betraying to actually eventually killing his, his closest friend. Um, and then as you see what happened right there with Miguel... And just what seeking after the ambition, and it made me think too of what is in, in, in your life, uh, what is your main ambition? Again, what is that thing that you're wanting to be remembered for? 
As I was thinking about this, I, uh, Tom Brady, I don't know if you're a Patriots fan or not, but he's um, won five Super Bowls now, multiple MVPs, and many consider him to be the GOAT, the greatest of all time, is a quarterback. Uh, he's made a ton of money, just a lot of things. If you were to look at Tom Brady and, and what he has and what he has done, again, things he has accomplished, you think, that's it, he's, he's got it all. But it's interesting, after winning one of his Super Bowls in one of, an interview, Tom Brady said this. He said very simply, he said, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than this. It kind of goes back to that one, uh, the need I shared um, of that we all desire meaning, that we, again, that we made a difference. And to know that you, you made a difference in someone's life, um, I think it comes down to all of us. Are we pursuing what the world values or are we seeking to invest what's important to God? And what is important to God, first and foremost, is relationships. It begins with his relationship with you. And then it is our relationships with one another. And, and from the movie, again, Coco, it's just this vivid example of our longing in each of our hearts to be remembered. Um, and in scripture, we just briefly looked at it, but just the, how much God remembers us. And in his remembering, he sent his son. He gave his one and only son, and we're told in Scripture that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then as we are seeking then to follow Jesus, it's just important for us to remember again that whether it's those, the good times, the hard times that we go through, uh, to remember those and to bring those before the Lord, um, where God can redeem certain things out of them, can forgive us, can um, just have a chance to, to, to grow us and to learn. So again, I just want you to, as you go through this week, to be thinking, what do I want to be remembered for? Is it things of this world or to be a man or a woman or, or a child, a someone who has deep, deep faith? And these pictures that are uh, up here, um, these are, are folks from... Uh, some from folks here just in church that brought them, people uh, that they loved ones who have passed away but have left a lasting impact uh, on, on lives of folks here, on your faith and on your life. And I believe that not in a sense of what the movie shared of, you know, making the table to worship that, but in a sense of why it's here is, is to remember them, to give thanks for them. Um, and so for so many of them to, to walk in ways um, and walk in their footsteps.